In his third State of the Union speech, President Trump touted his administration's economic successes. Unemployment is down to 50-year lows. The stock market is at a record high. So are there any danger signs suggesting a slowdown? Or is it full steam ahead for the U.S. economy right through and beyond to Election Day? Well, joining us from Washington is John Tamney. Mr. Tamney is director of the Center for Economic Freedom at FreedomWorks and author of the new book, They're Both Wrong, a policy guide for America's frustrated independent thinkers. Okay, John, I've got to ask you, what did you think of the president's third State of the Union speech? Uh, I, I liked it much better than his orig original inaugural speech and in that I felt that one was too focused on how awful things were. I like uh, uh, very optimistic ones, and I think this one, this one was most definitely optimistic. I think the president has a reason to be optimistic. The economy is doing well, and, and presidencies are ultimately based on how well the economy does, so I, I, thought, I thought he focused on the right things. It's just my view, however, that things are always generally very good in the U.S. A bad day for us economically is a boom time for anyone else. And so I tend to want them to focus on the good at all times. And people always uh, focus in on, when it comes to Election Day, on pocketbook issues. Is that correct? Without question. Uh, isn't it interesting? Because there's nothing about economic growth in the Constitution that the founders' view was that free people would naturally prosper. And I share that view. But ultimately, presidents in, in the modern era are, are judged based on how well the economy is doing. And so it's very understandable that President Trump does have a good economy going right now. I think some of his policies have had something to do with this. And so it makes sense for him to talk about this, stress it over. This, this is how you'd want to kick off a re-election campaign. John, he announced some ambitious programs in his third State of the Union. He sounded a bit more like a Democrat, actually, than a conservative Republican to me. I mean, he doesn't believe in raising taxes, but it seemed like he has no problem spending on programs. Your thoughts? Um, I, I think that is always a very dangerous thing. To me, uh, government spending is the ultimate tax on American prosperity. Let me be clear, that's not me focused on deficits or surpluses. I think that's generally a waste of time. But every dollar that Congress spends is an extra dollar of control that Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and Chuck Schumer, Donald Trump, Barack Obama have over the economy rather than, than a Jeff Bezos or a Mark Zuckerberg or Fred Smith. And so I think it's always been a mistake for Republicans. They talk a big game about limited government, but they generally, on, on their watch, spending rises just as it does under Democrats. And, I, and I, I think that's a dangerous thing. I think Republicans should be more about how they're going to try to push the resources back into the private economy, not vacuum up more of them. And the word in Washington is that the president may unveil plans for another middle-class tax cut, possibly this spring. Would that help or hurt the U.S. economy? Is it needed? It's, it, it's not that it would hurt the U.S. economy. Anytime that you can reduce the tax burden on, on workers, that's a good thing. But I think it's a myth when Republicans talk about how we're going to focus on middle-class taxes. If you want to help middle-class earners, the single best way to do it is to very much reduce taxes on the super-rich. And why is that? 
The simple truth is that all jobs and all companies are a function of investment. The rich, by virtue of being rich, have all sorts of unspent wealth that they really have no choice but to invest. And so if you really want to drive economic growth, the growth, which is what the Republicans are talking about, comes from major tax cuts on, on the highest earners, not from reducing taxes for middle earners. It, it, no one wants to admit this, but this is just an economic fact of life. So at a time of record tax revenues, it looks like our budget deficit's going to grow more than a trillion dollars this year, John. What do you think of this growing debt? Is it any wonder that there are deficits when revenues continue to flow into the U.S. Treasury at record levels? This is the market's way of saying that revenues aren't just high right now, but in the decades going forward, they're going to skyrocket. And because of that, investors are willing to line up and lend very cheaply to the federal government. Now, my view, once again, is that to focus on debts and deficits is to miss the bigger problem of spending. I don't, I don't worry too much about how governments get it. I just I think it's a problem that they get it. But if you're worried about deficits, the paradoxical truth that the quickest way to bring them down is to massively decrease the flow of revenues into the U.S. Treasury, not increase it. And in his State of the Union address, the president hailed the successes of both the USMCA and phase one China trade deals. So how important are those deals to our economy? And when do you expect we'll start seeing some results? Well, my personal and, and deeply held view, I'm an Adam Smith kind of thinker, is that the last thing I want is politicians inserting themselves into trade. I think trade is an individual act that doesn't take place among countries, but people. And I feel like that if the whole world wants to compete to give me a bargain, I should be able to enjoy that. I should be able to enjoy a rising paycheck, the value of which comes from global trade, if I want to. And so I don't like trade deals overall. Uh, what's, I suppose if there's good that comes from this is that it means that there will no longer be trade brinksmanship or trade wars between countries. Let's never forget that trade is not war. It's just cooperation among productive people. And so the, what you most want to hope for is that governments stay out of the way. These deals at least give uh, investors and they give the economy breathing room to say, okay, this is no longer a risk to economic growth because tariffs and things like that are very much a risk to economic growth. Is this upcoming election uh, going to be a choice between socialism and capitalism? What do you think? While Democrats talk a big game in primaries, just as Republicans do, where both sides are playing to their base, what I always tell people is some of the richest, most enterprising people on earth support the Democrats. Do we really think that they're supporting these candidates in the hope that they will re reduce their ability to be enterprising, reduce their ability to be innovative? I don't think so. And so, yes, it will be billed as socialism versus capitalism. But what we usually see with these elections is that both sides move a bit toward the middle, for good or bad, but that's what they do. Uh, the U.S. is not a socialist country. It's people are the opposite of socialists. We descend from people who, who gave up everything in order to get here to achieve economic freedom. We're not about to go socialist. doesn't matter which party's in the White House. It's not going to happen. Okay, the book is Are Both Wrong? A Policy Guide for America's Frustrated Independent Thinkers. John Tamney of the Center for Economic Freedom at FreedomWorks. Thanks for those insights. Thanks, Gary.